morning, everybody. Natalie Coventry Live, Spirit and Coffee. Got my coffee here. Yum. Yum. Oh. So, um, thank you for those who showed up to the Podbean Live and listened to uh, my guest, Shishi, who came on. It was amazing. Um, and I'm excited that I am going to be working with these beautiful women in consciousness. Um, I think that what's going on right now, when we look at the world and the way that it's operated, and particularly the Western world, because, you know, we I live here in America. So for me, it's like in my face all the time that America has sort of created and shaped the way that we view um these systems i would say we recreated and redesigned systems and the systems that we've created and where we are now is really capitalism right so um we have a lot of people who are entrepreneurial who have a, a lot of energy create uh, innovative ideas want to you know go out there and work and, and it's really like well if you become this entrepreneur and you work really hard, you're going to have all these riches. And so we've become very materialistic. We're consumers. We're, so a lot of consumerism here. And so that's kind of how America operates. Um, however, there's another way to look at it, and it's called spiral dynamics, which is something that I um, really am going to dig into and really start to study uh, pretty heavily. Um, for me, spiral dynamics um, has helped me to at least understand where I am within the system and the values that I hold. Now, value systems are really important because they help to shape culture. And culture is something that's really critical and important to understand and how it emerges or arises based on life conditions and circumstances that are happening. So when we're looking at circumstances and we're trying to figure out where do we fit into this big structure? Well, it's kind of, you can get lost in all of it, right? Um, you know, we talk about spirituality, and that's one thing that I love that she, she mentioned. It's kind of like when you get dropped in the ocean and then you get put in this whirlwind of chaos and you don't remember what your north is. It's really hard for us to shift our mindset into new worldviews and different paradigms and different ways of seeing the world. In fact, it takes a lot of hard work in order to do that. And you have a lot of these spiritual people or beings that are out there that are really trying to support people through what we call the liminal space. So you have people talking about, you know, spiritual awakening, do meditation, you know, they're offering all of these systems to really help an individual to expand consciousness. And that's what they're there for. That's what they do. That is their purpose is to shift people from one state of being into the next. However, there is a bigger, wider scope that we can look at. And when we see it from that bigger perspective, when we're able to look at it from value systems at a bigger level through worldviews, then we're able to kind of understand the structures that were put in place and why sometimes we're not able to get out of these structures. Well, why? Because they were designed based on certain value, life conditions and value systems. So spiral dynamics is... I would say probably the, in terms of alchemy and spiritual alchemy, um, the elixir for me at this point to really kind of understand or to view what is happening in the world and what is needed for us to move forward 
as a human species, as a human, as humankind, to be able to allow our species to continue. Because the reality is, is that if we don't, um, then our species could just disappear. And is that okay? Perhaps, you know, uh, things change all the time. Um, there's extinction all the time. And that that goes for our species as well. It's, it's, we're no different, right? <laughs> the human race completely be just wiped out. Um, and that is a possibility. Um, however, I know that we don't want to. <laughs> and I know that we are wanting to leave a better future for the youth and for the individuals that are going to come after we're long past. And so, you know, how do we do that? What does it take? And how are we going to contribute to the masses to these people okay and you know the different worldviews different ways of looking at it one of the things that i will be taking um for this next quarter is um living systems so gaia theory all that kind of thing is really to help us um you know to help us, sorry, someone keeps messing me. I'm like, okay, you're messing me. You really want to get a hold of me. Um, uh, to really, sorry about that, you guys. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me just talk. <laughs> um, uh, to help us, um, oh my God, this is crazy. Sorry, I'm going to lose my train of thought with all these messages coming in. Stop it. This is the beauty of live. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm not scripted ever. I'll just go all over the place too. Um, how spirit and coffee was has always been. Um, so spiral dynamics, Gaia theory, all of these things are helping us to really kind of understand, you know, what is our role? How do we play a role um, in this? And one of the things that I love about spiral dynamics is that it talks about value systems um, within the greater context and worldviews and how things were shaped and created, okay? So for instance, they color code it. Now the cool thing about the color codes is that it's not necessarily like based on the chakra system and spiral dynamics itself, um, you know, I have my issues with all of it because I kind of feel like, so white supremacy, right? I've talked about that quite a bit. Um, and the patriarchal model really um, has been what has been the foreground for how things were shaped here in America, all that kind of stuff, um, symbolized by the upward facing pyramid. Um, you know, we idolize the pyramid, um, upward facing, which is really the sacred masculine. And so because it's been built on this patriarchal, um, understanding of the world, you know, there is a result of what we see. Now, spiral dynamics is sort of an offshoot of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Now, for me, um, I've always been very upset about Maslow and what he did. And because for me, he just threw a, you know, a pyramid on the chakra system and basically took out the most important piece was our intuition, right? Became very scientific um, and very um, objective, right? And then we start to objectify what it meant to act, um, to reach um actualization so for me i would get really pissed off and even in my classes start telling them like i i can't i can't just align with this but everybody uses maslow and i'm like okay well here's what happened so at, after maslow came out people started to realize like this isn't a full spectrum like this doesn't show the whole story this isn't exactly how how it is so 
the value systems came into place. And Claire Graves just said, hey, you know, what, what, what's going on? How do we um, look at these bigger issues? And so what they did is they took the value systems, they started to look at, well, what do cultures, what do people value? Not what do they think, but how do they think about things? We think in symbols, okay? And language is symbols. And I've gone over that in spiritual alchemy and all that kind of stuff. So symbols are what shape our reality. Even what I'm wearing here just has symbols everywhere. So language was created for symbols. So he started to do all of these things and listen to language. And what he realized is that that based on life conditions, individuals will view and when they're trying to resolve issues, they'll view the world in a specific way. And we have to expand consciousness in order to resolve these issues. Well, the more that we do that, the more issues arise and the more issues that arise, the more that we're trying to fix it. Right. So instead of just being and allowing things to flow, we're trying to fix things all the time. We're like, this is a problem. How to resolve it? How do we, this is a problem. How do we resolve it? And so what happens is we build culture around that. We build these value systems. So there's color codes that are, you know, put to these particular value systems and the colors, um, some of them are warm and some of them are more vibrant, but it's not the chakra system. And that's kind of why I like it. Cause it wasn't like he was saying, Hey, let's just throw this on the chakra system and connect. He kind of said, well, let's do these warm colors for this and that. And so, um, and it wasn't him, it was Don Beck and all these other people who started working with it, but I'm not going to get into that. Anyway, these value systems that arose kind of shaped the worldviews that we see today. So we start with like the, the beige, right? Which is where we're basically primal, you know, and then we move up and, and it's not necessarily that you're moving up or down because I personally, um, as a, a student of consciousness studies, as a practitioner of consciousness studies, as a teacher of uh, consciousness studies, for me, it's never about levels. It's about expansion. How do we expand consciousness? How do we, you know, it's not that I'm above you or you're below me. It's that my, my scope might be wider. And if my scope is wider, it could be because I'm ready to expand consciousness into the next level, just for lack of better words, of understanding the world and then also dealing with complex problems. So we have like the bureaucratic, you know, which is blue. We have the orange, which is more entrepreneurial. Then we have the green, which is more everybody's involved, the more democratic model where, you know, everybody has a say. Um, and so we're sort of moving up because we recognize that these old systems do know that they no longer serve us. And how do we also include and transcend the historical, but also move up? Well, as an individual, when we're going through these stages, because you can apply this model at the individual level as well. And in fact, it does move from the individual to the collective. So it kind of goes like weaves in and out from individual, collective, individual, collective, individual, collective, and, and we start to grow and expand. Well, now the world is looking for something beyond this orange stage, which is where really America is kind of at right now, besides governments, which we say governments is really grounded in the bureaucratic, you know, laws. This is the truth. There's one ultimate truth, that kind of um, way of thinking. 
Um, and, and so we have like, you know, if you look at the Department of Transportation, you know, the government, all the government agencies, we would say are very blue bureaucratic. You move up the spiral and we get into the entrepreneurship, right? Um, where it's very assertive and, you know, you can create what you want to create and it's innovative and, you know, um, but then there's also this shadow side to each part, right? There's like this ebb and flow where too much of something is not good. So worldviews start to emerge based on this. And what we're recognizing is that entrepreneurship is not necessarily the best thing for the world because what we're doing is taking resources and not giving back enough. Then we become consumers of those resources um, and we're really hurting the earth and the planet and the people. So moving into other states of what we call the green, which is everybody's included. We call these people, you know, they're, they're very green. So it's like everybody should be have a voice, all this and that. Um, but then there's another level. And the next level, right, of expansion is yellow. And I really feel like one, maybe 0.001% of the population is actually vibing on this particular way of being. Now, here's the deal. Part of it is if you're being competitive, and I, and I want to talk specifically to, um, and hopefully people will hear this, you know, I don't have such a following on Instagram for live videos. Um, but my hope is that, you know, these people who are out there doing the great work, um, these individuals who are sharing their gifts, these individuals who are trying to support the the raising consciousness and help people through those really traumatic times and really getting them to vibe from a different worldview, right? Really what they're doing is they're saying, hey, there's a different way to see the world. And if we can see, see it together, then maybe we have a chance to really heal the world and heal consciousness, I should say, heal ourselves. Um, and, but if there's any little piece of you that's competitive, you're still operating from the orange. So yellow is really not about competition. Instead, what it's about, it's about really involving everybody, um, and coming together as a collective for the common good of all humanity. So it's not, I know more than you. It's not, you know, here, here I am, um, you know, uh, just not paying attention to other individuals who are really trying to spread the good word. It's sharing the resources. It's being able to say, you know what, this individual is talking about something that's very critical, very important for the world. I'm going to share this information and I'm going to give it out because more people, um, we need to support each other. If we do it alone, it's never going to really get anywhere. And that's really working in silos. And that working in silos is a very, um, I would say, a blue kind of way to look at things. Um, and so if you don't know about spiral dynamics, just go read. They say it's the code. And in fact, here's a book I can recommend that you read. This is kind of the one that I'm doing. There's there's a first one. This is uh, Spiral Dynamics in Action, um, Humanities Master Code. And Don Beck was a student of Claire Gray. And we have, you know, a bunch of other people who helped write the book. Um, but really, um, it talks about how we can expand consciousness and what it's going to take, right? 
So, you know, we have the different colors and perhaps I can, you know, start reading, you know, some of this book here to really get these, you know, the individuals that are doing the great work, you know, to be able to share resources, to say, you know, this person is doing some beautiful work. Let me share what they're doing. And as a collective, we share each other's work rather than saying, you know, I'm going to just create my own little following and, you know, now, you know, you got to ask yourself, is that grounded in ego and the need to be seen, the need to be heard, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But also, how is that really helping humanity if we're not collaborating because we're stronger together in numbers and we're stronger when we share resources among each other because there is, right, that's abundance consciousness as well. So um, the double helix of code change, which is what this talks about is um there are two forces at work um in this evolution evolutionary spiral life conditions which is what i talked about before and then the person's way of thinking about life conditions okay when life conditions change humans who are complex adaptive intelligence adapt to the new life conditions so and that's you know complex adaptive intelligence arise in response to life conditions so again life conditions and adaptive intelligence interact Okay, and what we end up seeing is a new worldview, a new paradigm, a new way of thinking. Now, 1% funny because people will say, well, I'm at this level. But the reality is, is that there's a two part process and it's the existential and the transpersonal. If you're not grounded in your ego, if you're not understanding, um, dealing with the traumas of the ego um, and going through the existential then it's really hard to get to the transpersonal and to actually expand yourself out into these other worldviews. And, and it's really hard. It's not an easy process to start to see life from a different perspective. That is not, a, it's not an easy thing. It's very complex. And in the middle of the spiral, we're teetering between these two it, dualities, basically. Okay. And we're looking at it and we're saying, okay, well, now what do I do with these paradoxes? We start to see paradoxes within the systems and we start to recognize that there isn't one truth and we start to understand how do we move up the, the spiral and expand consciousness. So you could look at it and say, well, really, where am I? And am I dealing with all of these traumas? that um have surfaced because if you don't it's harder to to stay at those other transpersonal stages now the cool thing with spiral dynamics that really really makes me happy is that you don't just say i want to get rid of everything else it's called include and transcend so you're including everything that came before and you're transcending it now here's the deal if an individual tends to feel like something is going to happen, we can actually go back down to those other world views. So if somebody's taking your food and your stuff, you're going to go back down to that very primal state of being um, to protect yourself. So, you know, you can move up and down the spiral. It's not, and it's not good or bad or right or wrong. But in order for us to deal with these wicked issues that are occurring in the world today, we must start to expand consciousness. We must start to see worldviews from a different from a different lens. And in order to live in that worldview, in order to be 
um, a practitioner of that worldview, in order to support the worldview, in order to be innovative in that worldview, we have to deal with our own internal conflictions. And that's really hard. And then you would say, well, that's the hero's journey. That's where people are dealing with these very, you know, hard issues to, to transcend. But when you become a practitioner and you start to expand the consciousness and you start to see the new consciousness arising, which is, I would say, yellow or a new archetypal pattern or a new um, paradigm, however you want to see it or whatever you want to label it, then you start to say, okay, how can I be a part of this? How can I support humanity on a bigger lens, a bigger scope? Really not easy, really complex. And, you know, even for me, like I'm sitting here, you know, just talking to myself at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, then that's okay. <laughs> I've done it plenty of time. The people who are meant to listen and hear will hear. And if nobody's ready to hear the message, well, maybe I am just supporting myself to get clearer about, you know, what I want to say and share with individuals as well. So there's that too. Okay. But when I say spiral dynamics, I highly recommend that you read the book. Life conditions, um, you know, really change the shape the way we are. Now, the cool thing is, um, is that we can start to at least understand the bigger scope of what we're dealing with rather than looking at it at a micro level. We're looking at it at a macro level um, and we're using language that we understand, which is good. So it makes it a lot easier to at least get a um, bird eyes view of how the systems are in operation. Because what ends up happening is we end up swimming in the ocean, just like Shishi said, not really knowing where true north is. But it, if we can rise above it and see it from a bird eyes view and see the systems and structures, now we have at least we could take back some personal responsibility and take back some of our power and then support humanity to move forward. Now, one of the paradigms that is rising is living systems. I'm going to be taking that course this quarter. The living systems um, is, you know, I feel probably, you know, going to be one of the best ways to support in this shift of consciousness. So, um, but just so you know, I want to kind of go over this before, you know, I let everybody go who's really nobody because nobody's on here. <laughs> kind of funny. Back to my flail. That's all good. No worries. Beige. So we have beige, which is, you know, they have tier one, tier two. The first tier of beige, which began 10,000 years ago. So it's about survival for food, water. Then there's the code purple, which started over 50,000 years ago. Um, and that is, you know, the aboriginals, we get into tribal stuff, um, at that, um, level. And then red is impulsive and egocentric. So it's where we want to break free of the tribe. Um, then we have the blue, which, uh, started about 5,000 years ago, um, where, um, we wanted order and a code of conduct and absolute principles. Okay. Um, so law and order basically. Orange, which began about 300 years ago, um, you know, where corporations started to come up. Um, empirical scientific research flowed from this code. Okay. 
self-reliant, risk-taking individuals that change advancement. Um, and then green, which just arose about 150 years ago, um, we're seeking peace with inner self and exploring others. Um, you know, they were um, status-seeking uh, status orange to um, egalitarian and hum humanistic code. So um, we must rescue those left behind um, and Earth's balance of resources. So we call these the green people, right? The ones that are wanting resources. Now there's always, a, a they're called B means, value means basically. And so we have one or the other. And so we can look at like, what are the good parts and what are the shadow parts, okay, of these. Um, and then being, so now the, this came over 50 years ago and we have about maybe 0.001% of the population really thinking this way and that's worldwide, not just the US, okay. The yellow code emerged about 50 years ago. Uh, understanding that chaos and change are natural and integrating the kaleidoscope of natural hierarchies. So yellow values the magnificence of existence over material possession and seeks to live fully and responsibly. So it's not about the materialism anymore. It's not about making some money. It's not about, you know, I'm going to see how much money I can make off, you know, these podcasts and get followings and all that kind of stuff. It's not that. It's really how do we come together as a community um, and really heal, the, heal ourselves while the planet heals. Um, and, you know, we find emerging few politic leaders are able to incorporate first tier values um, because, you know, you have to really let go of that power and control and the need to be right. And, and all of these things that we see at these other levels. Now, are they wrong? No, we needed them at the time, but it's time to transcend. It's time to heal those past traumas and it's time to transcend so that we can then deal with the complex issues that we have now, which are the life conditions have changed. And so how do we step into that? Okay. Um, and hopefully somebody hears this podcast, our live video. I'm like, ah, come on, people. We need each other. And then there's turquoise. And, you know, some people say, yeah, about the turquoise and all that. But I don't know. I, 30 years ago, viewing self is both distinct and blended part of the larger Kind of sounds to me like yellow, but who knows? We don't know what's going to emerge from these. Um, and then they have coral. You know, they don't know what that is yet. The life conditions for coral not ch um, yet challenging humans to adapt to it. So as life conditions change, we will. These are bigger value systems. Um, could be like the DNA of culture or humanity and how we deal with these issues in the world. But I can't stress enough. Um, and this is even for me because I had to deal with my own ego. I had to understand my own ego and how it was operating. And I think I've been very silent for very long because the reality is, is that, you know, I think with Spirit and Coffee, when it started, um, you know, I wanted someone to be proud of me. I wanted, um, you know, and it was very rooted in, you know, family dynamics. It was very rooted in my parents, you know. Um, and wanting my parents to be proud of me, wanting my parents to see me and and all these things. And so I would do all these these things, you know, even though they weren't there, even though they may have not. My dad is never going to get on one of these things. He doesn't even do technology. Um, he has no idea what I do. Um, 
that he wouldn't even know. But still, for some reason, I had this need to be seen and heard because I didn't feel I was heard when I was young and I didn't feel like I was seen. And so I wanted to be seen, but I had to be honest with myself about that. I had to be honest with myself. And so I went very dormant and silent because it's not that I was, oh, I'm doing this to be seen. I was doing it to share the wisdom, but there was still a part of my ego that was saying, you know, see me, hear me because I love you and I want to be loved, right? It was looking for love from, from humanity or f wanting to find the love in humanity and share that with humanity and humanity share that with me, that love, that deep love. Well, you know, just doing that and recognizing that, you know, where really, truly, what am I trying to express? Well, now, you know, now it's grounded in let's share resources. Let's let's support each other. You know, if you are doing something to help humanity, I want to share that with people. I don't people are like, oh, I have my following. I have my people, but that's not going to get us anywhere. We have to be able to share as a community. You know, this individual's doing great work. That individual's doing great work. That's really yellow thinking. That's really if you look at spiral dynamics, that is good morning. That is how we um how we support each other through these paradigms sharing resources not just <laughs> not just saying oh you know um <laughs> hey <laughs> oh how are you hi christina um so sharing the resources with each other and remembering that there is enough and it's not about the materialism it's not about the money it's not about the following it's not about let me be seen it's about how do we support humanity into these um next paradigm this next world view these new living conditions that are showing up these new life conditions that need to be addressed we can't do it in silos anymore it's not it's not working and if you're doing it in silos and that's fine if you're still in that part of the spiral. But right now what's needed is people who are brave enough to include, transcend and expand consciousness into these new paradigms. And it takes courage and bravery and knowing that you're enough. And it takes you going through all of the egoic issues that might arise and going through the existential and, and all that stuff and sharing those resources for people who support individuals through those, those states of being which is somebody coming up and saying, you know what, I can't handle this. It's too much for me. So you have these individuals who are saying, okay, well, let me support you. How do I support you through these hard times? And we have people giving meditations, people teaching all of these things to help people to expand consciousness. Now here's the deal. We should be sharing resources with each other. We should say, you know what? I'm going to share what this person is doing. They're doing great work. Their message is beautiful. Let me share it. Not afraid that you're going to lose following and they're going to follow. Who cares about that? That is not what's important right now. If you're still thinking from that state of being as a practitioner of the work, if you still have this scarcity about you, about, oh, I'm not going to get enough money. I This is how I get paid. Whatever it is, then you've then I say, go back and really read Spiral Dynamics and understand where you are as a practitioner and what you want to bring to the world. And I urge you to be brave enough to move and expand beyond the scope of where you currently are or might be operating from.
in terms of worldview, in terms of paradigm, in terms of your, your outlook or perspective. And ask yourself, you know, am I able to expand consciousness? Am I able to put myself through these various um, stages of development and move through it and expand? Now, it's not, I mean, it's, you know, who's going to, I don't know who's going to hear this message. I mean, I hope the practitioners of the great work hear this message because it's those individuals that need to hear this message. The ones that are doing the work, the ones that are trying to give information to individuals. We need to share each other's resources. If we're not, then we have some probably existential um, stuff that we need to, to really maneuver through as a practitioner of the great work ourselves. I'm constantly working on myself. And as anyone who's doing the great work, sharing the great work should be, we have to work on ourselves in order to give the information. If we're not doing that, well, how do we know? <laughs> and we wouldn't know. So I highly encourage that you do that. Read Spiral Dynamics. Um, you know, you can just go do a little research on it to check it out. Um, it's, you know, a theory that came out. Um, is it the only way? No. Um, but it's a way that I can describe what I see happening in the world from a larger perspective. So there's something bigger at play here. And um, we, as a human species, a human race, need to support each other through that. So I think uh, all but like, <laughs> hey, Radio Parlas, how are you? Uh, all but like two people have heard this message, or especially some of it, right? Um, so, you know, I highly encourage you, if you're doing the great work, right, if you have some really valuable information to share, or if you find somebody who's doing the great work, share their information. It's time for collaboration. We can no longer work in silos as practitioners of the great work. That's not going to work. And in fact, it's a very primal way to think about the world at this point. Okay. I believe that too. Always something bigger at play. Yes, there is always something bigger at play. And, and we can understand that through spiral dynamics. It gives us at least some way to understand it from the bird's eye view, the bigger context of what's happening. And it helps us to navigate and say, oh yeah, and remember there is enough. So if you're, again, a practitioner of the great work, if you're putting content out there, share. If you see somebody who's sharing information you love, share their information. There's just not enough of us tapping into each other. If you're too afraid that you're going to lose your following, then I say as a practitioner of the great work, go back and look at yourself. You, there's, there's probably some stuff that you need to deal with in the existential, um, in your ego and all that kind of stuff. Does it mean you're right, wrong, good or bad? No, it just means that it, that in order for you to grow into these worldviews, you're going to have to face your own ego and be honest with yourself about why you're even doing this work. You know, the ego shows up very tricky. I've said this over and over again. I've had to question myself about spirit and coffee when I had a huge following. And I said, you know, these people are following me, this and that and the other. And I started looking at numbers and I'm like, what am I doing? That's not why I even started this. I didn't start it to get numbers, to be popular, for people to be, oh, she's so wonderful. I did it to give back to humanity. And whoever was there to receive the message would receive the message. But the ego creeps up all the time. Trust me. 
and how my ego was at operation from, you know, the past four years that I've been doing it is that I wanted to be seen and loved. I wanted to, my parents to be proud of me. Yeah, that's why I was doing it. And so for me, now I'm looking at it from a new perspective, a new lens. And that's why I've been quiet for so long because I had to really work on myself. I had to take a break and understand who am I now at this part of my life? What perspective am I seeing the world? Am I seeing a different paradigm and a new worldview? And if I am, what does that look like? And, and how do I operate from that new space and that new way of being? Because you're going to try to hold on to those old perspectives. You'll fight for them. But how do we move forward? How do we start to hold on? How do we start to transcend and include these new worldviews? Go look at it. Living system is a paradigm I think that is powerful. Um, I'll be learning a lot about it and perhaps sharing here. Um, and then spiral dynamics is another one that's really uh, powerful. Now, spiral dynamics is more of how it's constructed. And then living system is more what is to come. How do we restructure societies so that we can then live? How do we live, right? How do we continue to live? How do, how do we, our species continue to go on? right so in order to do that is what well we've got to share the information we've got it we've got to help each other out we working in silos no longer is going to work and and doing it for oh how many followers do i have and all that or oh i don't want somebody else to take my following or oh if i should you know that kind of is all it's all grounded in 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 ego and trauma and and it's time to transcend that it's time to include and transcend. It's time to expand our consciousness into ways of sharing resources and providing resources for the greater purpose of the survival of our species, unless you don't want our species to survive, and that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to judge anybody because there's always something out there where it's like, I don't want the species to survive. Okay, cool. But for those who are like, yeah, I want to give back, that's how we do it. We come together in a community and support each other, not individually, but as a community. So I'll leave it there. I'm very excited that I'm gonna be doing a talk show, Women in Consciousness. Finally found some individuals that would like, like love to partner, which is what I've been looking for, to be able to share resources and talk about these um, really hard issues that we go through as humans and, and how do we overcome them, right? And how do we expand consciousness and what is consciousness and all that kind of stuff. And so basically, um, that'll be happening soon. Um, not sure how soon, but um, it'll be a talk show um, and we'll be doing it on YouTube. So I'm very excited about that. Um, some pretty powerful women. I've had both of them on my podcast and we're partnering together. So that's why I'm talking about partnering and sharing the word because we all have some beautiful stuff to share with the world. Um, so let's share it together, okay? So I hope that message landed for you today, uh, at least for the whole two of you <laughs> that stuck it out. Um, uh, love you guys so much. Uh, I will get on here as much as I possibly can to do these lives. And again, I'm going to uh, Podbean. I will be on here for sure. But also, um, instead of Facebook Live, we'll be doing Instagram Live uh, moving forward. So there you have it. Love you guys. Have a fantastical day and I will be seeing you soon.